So if you design a computer game, virtual reality, a software, you design a world. I used to play a lot of games when I was young. I'll give you an example of one game that I remember in particular. It was called Maple Story. I used to play that game for years. <laughs> I spent countless hours wasting my time playing that game over and over and over again at different stages of my life, really. And I remember, you know, you, you log in, you download the game, you log in and create an account, you create your character, you, you choose how do you want to look like, and then you choose your career, right? You can either be a warrior, you can be an archer, you can be a wizard, you can be a thief. They had all these different jobs that you could have and then you start leveling up you kill monsters you get experience points then your skills improve you get better armor better weapons and you fight stronger monsters and you get more skill points and you improve more skills and you learn new skills and new magics and etc 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 and i just wonder what can a character in a video game can do against the one who made the game. Now, I'm not talking about you outside of the game. I'm talking about the character inside of the game. Let's say the game was so evolved, so, you know, progressive, so futuristic. It had, you know, besides those NPCs, you know, those characters called NPC, non-playing character. And in the old games, they were just a program that you can talk to, like vendors and whatnot. They just stand there. They, you can talk to them and ask them questions. They can guide you, you know, kind of like the, the bots that you have now when you go to certain websites in the chat. They try to help you out. They're not human. They're kind of like AI, but not really. But what if they were actually alive? Like real artificial intelligence. Kind of like that movie, Free Guy, if you've ever seen that movie. Now, I'm not advocating for it. It's kind of a godless, secular movie. But the point that it's making, though, there's the guy called Guy. And he lives his life. Just lives his life in free city. And he has no comprehension that he's an artificial intelligence inside of a video game. And yet all the characters, except those NPCs, are real people that are currently sitting in their homes, plugged in to this video game, playing their character, their avatar in the game. But as far as he's concerned, all these avatars are just the same as him. He considers himself real, and he considers everybody else exactly the same. And my question is, well, if he gets upset and he realizes this is a video game, well, what can he do about it? Nothing. There's not one thing he can do against the programmer who exists in the real world where the NPC, the AI, exists in the virtual world. It's not like the movie Terminator where the AI can take over the military defense systems and launch a nuclear attack and, and start you know, replicating robots and stuff. No, I'm talking about an intelligence that exists solely within the confinement of the character in which it dwells inside of that video game on the computer. You turn off the server, it goes to sleep. You turn the server back on, it wakes up again. That's its life. What can it do against the one who made it? Nothing. The animation 
can do nothing to the animator. There's also a Looney Tune episode that we like, where Daffy Duck tries to fight the animator because he doesn't like the way he's been treated. <laughs> and the animator kind of messes with him, throws him through all kind of stuff, draws a door, slaps him in his face, <laughs> removes his beak so he cannot talk, turn him into a flower, <laughs> tie a something to his feet, throw him down the river. The animator can do whatever he wants to the animation and the animation will have to take it. Because, well, he's the animation. He exists within a simulation, a made-up simulation, inside something that the animator has created. You exist within a program, within a matrix, within a virtual reality. You have no access to the real world. You have no access to escape your animation and reach the animator. He is above you. And just like in those video games and in the, that movie in, and everything else that I've mentioned to you, we are in that matrix. Look around you, this whole universe. It's impossible. There's nothing natural about it. We know laws of nature and the universe defies all of them. Energy cannot come from nothing, cannot be a Big Bang. The Earth, all of these things, we know the age of the Earth is less than 6,000 years. The magnetic field cannot be over 60,000 years old. Magnetic field, something so simple. The Earth cannot be that old. We know it. There's a whole list of things that we know. So don't give me that science nonsense. No. Science confirms that this is a matrix. When God said, let there be light, there was light. When God said, let's create the sun, the moons, and the stars in the heaven, he just said the world and they will. Doesn't take long, doesn't take billions of years. You know, we always talk about the stars. Did you know there are trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of stars beyond measure that we cannot even imagine to begin to count how many there are? Might be infinite, we really have no idea. And yet, we haven't seen throughout all human history not even one star being born. Not even one. True, they have all kind of theories on how stars are being born, but the fact is, we have not seen even one. Go to any reliable, truthful source, any official source, they will tell you, they're not gonna lie about that. They can't, there's no proof. <laughs> well, they lie about other things without proof, so I guess that doesn't make the case, but regardless, we have not seen even one star being found. What we did see, however, is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stars being blown. Hundreds of supernovas, each and every year, all over the cosmos. Stars exploding all over the place. And yet not even one being born. And yet there's countless of them. And you gotta ask yourself, I mean, all this theory of billions of years and deep space and all that stuff, well, in order, if the universe is like, what, they say 14 billion, really they say 13.8, I don't know how they come up with that, but 13.8 billion, whatever. If you have trillions and trillions and quadrillions of stars, well, they should be forming like every second. <laughs> like, when did they all form so quickly? There are so many of them and we haven't even seen one form and yet we've seen countless of them explode. Uh, hello, McFly, anybody home? You know, stars cannot form on their own. They just cannot. 
Sure, they say a cloud of gas collapsed under its own gravitational pull. That doesn't happen, and they know that. So they say, well, it cannot collapse on its own, so there has to be another star that explodes next to it, and maybe even more than one star to charge it with energy, to, you know, condense it and cramp it in to make it collapse and start initiating a nuclear reactor type of process so that it becomes a burning star. But it doesn't happen. We've seen countless of stars explode, yet not even one star being formed. Don't believe all that nonsense. We live in a virtual reality. This is a universe created for one purpose, really. And I'll tell you that purpose. That purpose is for the creator, the animator, to spring up his offspring. It's a nursery. This is an egg. And he made it so clear for us to see every creature, the egg, they lay the eggs, and the creature does not leave the egg until he is fully formed. You look at crocodiles, they wait. Birds, they wait. Every creature that lays eggs. The creature is being formed inside of the egg. And only once it is mature does it break the egg and is hatched into life. We are in an egg. The earth is the egg. We are all a bunch of sperm, a bunch of semen, spiritual semen. We are in the stage of our life where we need to choose to be born. The Creator has created this entire universe to make us. We are the goal here, not the dogs, not the whales, not the oceans, not the crocodiles, the human souls. This whole universe created for the Creator to raise up his human souls, to get to know us and to allow us the choice. Do we want him? Do we love him? Do we obey him? That's it. 7,000 years have been allotted for this earth. 7,000, not 7 billion, 7,000. And we are just at the end of 6,000 years. Coming very, very close. Now, if you have any understanding of the scriptures, you know that the heavens and the earth were created in six days. And on the seventh day, Adonai rested. Well, we are approaching that day of rest. That is the messianic edge. The messianic era where Yeshua comes back. It's all in the scriptures. He comes back for a thousand years of peace. Rest. The resurrection of the dead. Put it in end to the kingdoms of men, an end to suffering, an end to the sorrow and the pain and the death and the disease. A thousand years of rest where we will not die, we will age to live up to a thousand years for those who actually keep his commandments and do what he says. People will die, those who rebel, those who choose wickedness, because again, you, you have free will. You can choose to disobey even in the messianic era. That's the whole goal of it. You know, at the end of that era, the spirit of temptation will be released again to repeat the experiment from the Garden of Eden, to test your loyalty, test your faith, 
taste your love for your creator. Just like Adam and Chava, the serpent, it's going to be reiterated at the very end to weed out those who do not actually have the heart for the creator. And those who do, well, we will be snatched up from this creation into the new heavens and the new earth, the new home that he has for us. He made this creation and he's going to make another. And guess what? He's going to make another one after that. God is eternal. He does not exist within the confinements of time. That's why he has no beginning and no end. He just is. Everything else is his creation. The universe is bound by time. Time is a dimension of space. We know that the theory of relativity. When you move, time changes. Higher elevation, times move differently. God is not bound by time, but we are. Because we are spirit beings bound into a fleshly vehicle inside of the virtual reality. That's why when you sleep, think about it, you sleep, you dream, you, you, it's like you see a world that does not exist. Things that never happened, people that you've never met. And then when you somewhat wake up, but not fully, you're kind of dozing off, you're still not fully here, and you're not fully there, you're somewhat in the spiritual. And when you fully wake up, you realize this was all just a dream. But was it really? I mean, what is a dream? Think about it. That's a question nobody really knows. What is a dream? Truth is, we have no idea. We have no idea what life is. We have no idea what we are, let alone anything about God, really. <laughs> we say we know God. No, we don't know God. We, we know of God. We had a few conversations with Him, sure, but do we know Him? No. We don't even know ourselves. We don't even know the street we live in, the people next door. We don't even know the earth. We don't even know the, the plan, the, the, anything. <laughs> we don't know anything. We don't know our own neighborhood, our own city, the country, the planet. The universe, let alone the one who made it. We are so arrogant and ignorant. Evolution, evolution. That's enough of this stupidity. Yeah, evolution, uh-huh. Yeah, I saw some artists today. They made some snails from paper. And there was some girl said, How is it so pretty? And I asked him, Well, what did you say? <laughs> she said, Well... I put a lot of work into this. I said, no, you didn't. I said, yeah, I did. I said, no. It got created by itself. Evolution. Is that not what you believe? You're telling me a paper snail was created with a lot of work by you, but yet the real snail that is, you know, alive with enzymes and, and DNA and, and proteins and, and, you know, alive <laughs> with life and procreation abilities, that happened on its own. The paper thing that is not alive, not procreating, not breathing, not eating, not sleeping, you made it. Could not have been on its own. But the real thing did happen on its own. Aha. Uh -huh. The arrogance of people. But we know the truth. They hate God. And there's nothing you can do about it. People that hate God, they hate God. They don't need a reason. They're going to rebel to the end. They're not going to repent. We don't preach for repentance, we preach for judgment, because this is your indictment. 
the sons of Eli. 1 Samuel chapter 2. Adonai did not allow them to repent because he wanted them dead. And that's many of you. You're going to hear this message. You're not going to repent. You're not going to submit your life because you are sealed for judgment. This message is for your indictment that you heard it and yet you did not repent. And that's what prophets do. He told Irmiyahu, go preach to them. But no, they're not going to listen to you. He told the Ishayahu, Isaiah, go preach. They're not going to listen to you. It's for judgment. And you are being judged. You and this entire godless system of Babylon. All of your nations and governments and secular education and colleges and universities. Politics and sports. Godless. Judgment is coming on your head. And you cannot escape. What can animation do against the animator? Nothing. He can cease you from existence. There's nothing you can do to defend yourself. He doesn't need to do anything to kill you. He can just, just cease you from existence. You cannot hide. You are in the palm of his hand and you have nowhere to run. You are inside a snow globe on his shelf. Inside of his computer. There's no way for you to hide. There's no place for you to run to. You cannot escape. There is nothing you can do to protect yourself against the creator. The animation cannot fight the animator. Repent, fools. This is going to be horrible. You're going to wish and pray that you were never even born.
first and the last, beginning and end. Who am I but you? Who did they want to do? Rescue me, deliver me, lead me on. God has had enough. God has had. 